0: Welcome to another exciting episode of the A Dosage of Lindsay podcast. I am your host, Lindsay May. Welcome back, everyone. It's Wellness Wednesday. Today, I'm so excited to connect and have a conversation with Angela Durant. She is a brand strategist and the founder of the Be Brilliant Movement. In today's session, she will share with us her journey from being a devoted full-time employee within the hospitality industry into becoming a full-time entrepreneur and how she slows down and embraces wellness. Let's get into it. Welcome, 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 Angela. It is so good to catch up with you. And I'm so happy that you just found some time to be here at the Dosage of Lindsay podcast. Tell me what has been going on. Catch us up on what Angela has got going on in 2022.
1: Hey, Lindsay. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me as your guest. Um, 2022 is off to an amazing start. I'm super excited. I've got all kinds of things cooking for uh, my clients and I'm ready to really help um, all these entrepreneurs who are ready to move forward, build their brands from the inside out and show up really powerfully and brilliantly this year.
0: So I'm excited about 2022. 2022 has so much in store. Um, And I love what you said to help people to show up. So, I mean, you are an entrepreneur and at one time you were an employee. So what was that journey like for you um, being an employee and just transitioning into entrepreneurship? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. And as
1: an employee, my background is over t- almost 30 years in hospitality. Wow. So I've ran hotels for a living. I was a hotel general manager, I was a director of sales, and then I was a regional trainer. So I spent, you know, many of my younger years right. in hospitality. Right. Um, and so initially I loved it. I thought it was great. The company that I, I started with was a, like a smaller boutique brand. Um, they eventually grew and Sold, but there was a lot of autonomy there. I was able to bring in creativity. Um, and so, based on my personality, I loved it And I did it. Right. Yeah,
0: for, <laughs> so, sure.
1: so for me, probably like most of many of your listeners who have ventured into entrepreneurship, um, it wasn't easy. You know, mm-hmm. it really wasn't easy because there's a lot of mindset challenges around taking the leap. Right. Awesome. Some, you know, one of my coach said, you need to jump and build your wings on the way down. Mm-hmm. And then there, there are family members who said, girl, don't you leave that good job, <laughs> you know? And then there are, you know, friends that say, well, make sure you have at least, you know, some money saved up if it doesn't work, right. you know? So all of those, you know, all of that thinking, awesome. you know, all those, um, the comments and the people around you are saying, um, but ultimately, I had to listen to my heart and the pull. Like there was an internal knowing right. that there was something more for me. And it was time. Like if there's a, there are seasons, right? There was a season when I was developing and growing and people were taking me under their wing to help me um, get to a point where I could, you know, like today I'm able to give back and nurture other people and help develop them. But I learned a lot in the hospitality industry over those years.
0: Of course. And I admire um, people who work within that industry. I have some relatives who spent years in the industry, and I'm sure that you have so many things, so many tools that you've learned along the way that you employ in your own business. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the I think one of the hotel brands that I appreciate is the Marriott. Um, one of the, and I don't know, like the restaurant chains that I love and adore people who know me, know I love Chick-fil-A. Um, Mm -hmm. some people believe some of their politics are controversial. I don't get into the politics, but I get more so into just how you feel welcome from the time you're in the parking lot. So I think the biggest trend right now for Chick-fil-A is that any storefront, that is within a couple like walking distance of a Chick-fil-A restaurant, it's a nightmare. You know, it's a strategic nightmare (laughs) because on the news, they've reported that, you know, people are having their cars in intersections Mm -hmm. in the lines that go miles down to wait Mm -hmm. for fast food. Yes. And that's, and that's a nightmare because one, you know, it's how they greet you with the smile. I love that. You know, you're coming and you've waited for about ten minutes, but then they come and say, "Welcome to Chick Fil A. How may I take your order?" And it's just this pleasantness. And then, you know, as you're going through that that process, you know, they're meeting you and they're wanting to take your order. But then, I love their attitude along the way from taking the order to passing out the order um, until you get home, until you get the product. So. What are some tools and tips that you've learned through hospitality that you employ in your own, in your own field and your own entrepreneurship? Oh, wow. That's a big question. Lindsay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've,
1: I've grown up in mm-hmm. hospitality. Right? right. And so I will tell you like some of the most important things that when I would go into hotels that were failing and mm-hmm. just so you know, I worked for all the big brands. I worked for Marriott, I worked for Hilton and Hyatt and Wyndham International. So I've run all those hotels. Mm -hmm. And I would say the consistent thing is uh, as a leader, making sure that you're uh, hiring the right people, Mm -hmm. right? I think Chick-fil-A is very picky about who they hire. They want to hire people uh, who have a a really nice disposition, Mm -hmm. right? So for me, like some people would say, oh, well, I've never done that work before. That that wasn't a big concern. My skill set wasn't a big concern of mine when hiring right. for, for hospitality. It was I was more concerned about who the people were, you know, and I would always try to get them to relax right. so that I could, because, you know, they're you're on an interview and you're nervous. You want the job. You want to get it right and say the right things. And I didn't want them to feel like they had to say the right things. I just wanted to get to know their personalities, right? So, you feel um, so that was a. Right, exactly, exactly. I really wanted them to feel comfortable in in asking me questions. And then once they're there, you know, they fought to get the job, right? They interviewed, they went through the stress of interviewing. But once you choose them, and you say yes, and you bring them on, then as a leader, it's your responsibility to make sure that they're well equipped and they could deliver the service to your clientele. And I think that's the breakdown. So sometimes people are so desperate to hire, they hire the people and then they throw them to the wolves. They don't give them the right support that they really need to do a great job. And then nobody wins. Right. right. So, so I would say that's a really important part. And then you need to teach them, you know, what they don't know.
0: Right. That's major um, because you raised two points of I think we're seeing this now today in our society where there is a huge push to hire people, you know, Mm -hmm. our different Mm -hmm. sectors. They are starving. They're starving Mm -hmm. for some employers or employees, I should say. And Mm -hmm. it's almost as if come off the street and come wrap a sandwich because we need to fill these positions. And like you're saying, you're not training them. It's because you're trying to make sure your bottom line is set, Um, you know, and this is just my own personal opinion. And sometimes people, you know, they don't have the proper training and it makes them flustered in their role. And it says, okay, I I don't have time for this. I'm just going to walk away from this because it's not worth the stress. It is not worth the stress to come to, maybe a nine to five, maybe you're working on whatever shift you're working and to be in the, in the lion's den, so to speak. And, you know, while people are, you know, operating from a space of wanting to serve, but if you're not going to provide me the straw to make the bricks, then I don't know. <laughs> why should yeah. I be here? Um, and and that's a great point,
1: Lindsay, because you would think right. that, That's a no brainer. Right. But because of the desperation and because there are so many employers that just want to get a warm body in and so that the leaders can go home and have the weekend off or have the evenings off and don't have to work that shift, they will throw people in. And what I say is that you make the investment on the front end. Once you say yes to that employee, you make that investment in their growth so that they can be everybody wants to win. No employee comes on and wants to fail. Like right. they don't want to fail, but they need to be competent. So they right. need to be taught. And that competence, once you train them well and you prepare them, then they're they're very confident in the work that they're doing. And then you can sleep good at night knowing you have left the keys to your building to this new awesome. employee that you brought on because they could handle it because you
0: trained them or you've trained people that are going to train them. Right. Um, so it's really important. And I don't want to sound insensitive um, because I know that there are people that are looking for jobs and, you know, it's just a hard reality that we're living in in 2022, um, that many people are just wanting to be employed. But I'm always of the mindset of um, allowing people to be in a place where, you know, purposefully, you know, ah. a purposeful place. Um, and mm. it took me a while to kind of put that together um, because I had humble beginnings in the fast food chain. Um, and mm. I even bragged. Where'd you work, Lindsay? Where'd you work? <laughs> I was up in there at Wendy's. Welcome to Wendy's, man. Take your order. Come on. Uh, I was a crew member. And I loved that job. Um, I loved it because it taught me a lot of skills that mm. I used. Mm. To so So many. Day. I used the mm-hmm. same skills into this day and I didn't even recognize the value of my manager at the time. Shout out to Stephanie. Stephanie was the real deal, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but I didn't recognize like I would get like back in the day though. I would get like so I don't, I don't want to say perturbed or annoyed, but I I would get like so shocked of how we had to always keep this persona of staying busy. She did not like for anyone just to stand around and hold up a wall because Mm -hmm. she's like, there's so much work to be done. Why are you all just standing around talking and you need to shine this stainless steel or we need to go and under the little sandwich station and begin to sweep. And there was some like condiments that needed to be stacked. And in the moment we were just kicking back talking because it was so slow at the time. But she always found work for us to do. And and I love that job because it helped me to see that there are some roles within that company or on the front line that I just wasn't good at, you know. And, And she wouldn't just put me in the line of fire. But anytime I worked on Stephanie Shipp, she put me in a role that I would thrive in. Because she knew that my, like, if I was in a role that I did not want to be in or that I was like not productive in, guess what? We were going to slow down the whole restaurant and it was going to just be an unproductive hour. So she would fix me. at. Let me put her at the front cashier station. Let me make her be on sandwiches. Let me have her to take the orders in the back. And, And she saw these abilities within me. And, and those hours were the best hours because we would run through so many customers. And that was just like, you know, that was power hours, so to speak. So I say all of that to say, when we're trying to fill these gaps within our brands, um, as entrepreneurs, we have to make sure that people fill these spots and they're purposeful. Um, Mm -hmm. you don't want someone to be, and I'll just throw this out there who are making sandwiches, or who are greeting customers and they don't have people skills. Yes. <laughs> Why would I put you in the line of fire in the lion's den? If if you don't have yes. people skills and that's just not your skill set. That's not what, who you are, but maybe you can serve better. Maybe in the back of the restaurant, not saying it's a lower position, but maybe you uh, thrive in that position away from people in your own space with your yes. AirPods in and just boom into your music and you're just producing, right?
1: <laughs> That's such a great point. That reminds me of, I was running one a hotel and I hired um, a lady named Lorna. Um, well, shout out to Lorna. Well, <laughs> to well, Lorna, well, we shout outs. <laughs> she started as a guest service agent. She worked at the front desk. But I later learned that her background was really in accounting. Mm. And she, the, the guests loved her. Lorna was nice, but she's shy and introvert. She did not like it, it was energy. It, used, it took her a lot of energy right. to, to be on all the time at the front desk. Absolutely. But when we, when we hired her for accounting, she mm. was amazing. Like she closed the door. Like you said, she had her own private space. Um, and I remember she was responsible for making sure that all the revenue got collected, millions and millions of dollars got collected from, you know, some of these top accounts that we had in the, in our uh, market. And I remember we were a penny short um, she came to my office and she was like, we're a penny. The books didn't bounce. We're a penny short. And I was like, I'll just give you a penny. She goes, no, no, we will find the penny. <laughs> we will find the penny. Um, and So, and she's like, no, 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 this is going to balance. Before I leave for my shift for the day, it's going to balance. And that's how she was. And she wasn't just that way with me. When I left, the next person said she was the best hire he ever had. Mm. And so it was, you know, purposeful, like you said, making sure that people are in the right positions, doing the right work. And I think there's so many people now who are not, who are opting not to go back after, you know, COVID, they're opting not to go back because they've been doing work that wasn't purposeful. They were doing work that did not light them up inside. They're doing work that it was just for the pay. And now they're like, they just can't even get out of the bed to go do that work anymore. Cause it's like, they know that there's something else. And what I tell companies, I tell corporations that I've worked on both sides of, of the tracks, right? And I, and if, if you want employees that wanna work for you, you find positions that they're, they are a great fit for. So you're hiring for fit too, right? As well as the character and personality. But you 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 take care of them, you make sure that they're properly trained, you give them what they need, you treat them with dignity and respect, right? And you you make sure that they have opportunity to grow. Because if you don't, and they leave and they become an entrepreneur and they meet me or they meet you, and <laughs> they're never going back. They're never going back. Because once they're able to use the skill set that they have and and they and people will pay them for that. They're able to build their own businesses and people will pay them for that. Then coming back to work in an environment where their skills are not valued or they're not treated well, they don't have the support they need. That's a no brainer decision.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you said it best. Um, People are discovering um, their purpose. I think 2020 taught us that best where we had a time in our lives where we were on a, on a pause. Like, you know, we had to, for, you know, the lack of a better word, we, we were paused Um, just because we, our life was in limbo. We didn't know what was happening and it forced us to sit and think, to reflect, um, to say, you know, if this is not going to be purposeful, if this is not going to be productive for me, um, now is the time to make a transition. And I talk to many people, as you do too, um, who sometimes are afraid to make that leap. Um, they feel within their heart of hearts. Like, you know, they may be serving as, and I'll use um, sometimes education. They're, they're serving as a teacher, but in their heart of hearts, they feel as though that God has given them something to do, which is very creative. Um, They can't put their finger on it, but because teaching pays the bills, that's what I'm going to settle into. And it's, you know, my safety net to say, okay, at least I don't have to, you know, stress for the next 30 days to make sure that on the first of the month, the 15th of the month, these bills are paid. And I'm sure that we see that from many different professions where we had to take a step back and say, if my happiness, if my joy was not tied to a paycheck, what would I do? Um, mm. You know, what would I do? And how do you lead your clients? How do you lead your clients on that discovery in your, in your work?
1: Well, two things I want to share with you, because that really started our whole movement. Mm. Um, because I was working at a job that I I hate it. you know? This is 20 uh, something years in, and I would leave the job and I'd cry. I'd come into work, I'd park like a block or two before I got there and I'd pull a stop, I'd a, a, a park and I'd cry.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I'd get
1: myself together and go into the job, yeah. right? And I was like, God, like something's gotta change. Something's got, like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. And it was paying the bills, right? And then I I noticed like I was, I was a hotel general manager there and um, a woman who worked for me, she was a director of sales. There was this commotion in her office one day and everybody was celebrating her. And I went over and was like, what's what's going on? And she said, my first book, she authored a children's book um, called Here Comes the Rain of a Little Girl with Natural Hair. And it was adorable. And I said, I didn't even know you were a writer. I didn't even know. Mm. She goes, well... I, I'm okay at sales, but I love to write. Like that's my passion. I love to write. And then I had an assistant general manager at that same hotel who, whenever we had events, she would do the events for us So she could design the whole room, decorate it. It was amazing. Like I remember somebody gave her like a children's book, a different children's book as inspiration. I think it was uh, um, Dr. Seuss. Mm. and she transformed the room and it didn't look like kitty-ish it looked very elevated and eloquent Um, and I was like that's amazing you did all this with just that one point of inspiration and she would do it again and again and she was like it's my thing I love it on nights and weekends I'm always trying to find work to do in this creative area because I love it and then I had another lady who was there who loved to clean whenever there was an opportunity to clean. And she didn't work in housekeeping. She worked at the front desk. She's like, oh. send me the house, but I'll help hotels. I love to clean. Oh. She was starting a janitorial business, nights and weekends, cleaning corporate offices. And so I was driving home one day, feeling the way I was feeling. And I had this epiphany. Like I was like, everybody has something. Like God has given all of us these amazing gifts. And if only we were operating in these gifts, like maybe those gifts could provide a way for us. Maybe, you know, those gifts would make room for us. Right. And what we're doing. Right. And then I thought about scripture, um, Matthew, Sermon on the Mount, when it says that light should never be hidden. Right. That nobody takes a light or candle and places it under a basket or a bushel but they place it on a stand so that it gives light to everybody in the house. Mm-hmm. And and that's where the Be Brilliant movement was started that. because I was like, there's gotta be, I'm not the only one, clearly. Look at all these other people that are amazing at what they do. Now, the person who does the events, she works on my team now. Wow. Any event <laughs> I have, she designs every event because she's wow. great with customers. She's great with my clients and she does an amazing job, I love right? It. But that we all have something. And I feel like it's our responsibility. It says to each of us a gift is given. Right. Right. So everybody has something. The challenge is really discovering what it is and That's delivering right. that brilliance to the world.
0: And just what if, Angela, what if you didn't have that conversation, you know, with you know, that woman that day, you know, to see that, man, you're doing all this work, but you're really a writer. Or Mm -hmm. man, we're just having a simple, you know, get together in the office, but you're really a designer or talking with the person at the front desk and to learn their passion. Mm -hmm. And whoa, you can clean a spot. Like, you know, I know, I know people the same, like I know a secretary. And when I tell you this person is very detailed I thought I was detailed. But then when I met her, I was like, whoa, you just took this thing to another notch. And and we we work, you know, to that end where, again, you know, sometimes it's out of necessity. You know, mm-hmm. we have to, you know, make ends meet and we have to pay bills because that's the other reality of it. You know, it's good that. It is. so true. But the thing is,
1: is if only you step into your brilliance, like that can pay the bills. I was, I was riding to an event with a friend of mine mm-hmm. and I was just getting to know her. And, and she was saying, and I was like, what do you like to do? Like, what are you like really passionate about? And she was like, you know what I like to do? I love to organize and clean, like organize. Mm-hmm. Like if if you have, you know how people have messy closets. He, nice. She goes, I would put like organize all the mittens and the hats, and you'd be able to find everything and it'd be color coded and blah, blah blah. And then she said to me, but I can never make a living doing that. And I said. Are you kidding me? I said, do you know how many professionals out there have run busy lives that would love to have a Stacy in their lives that organized them? And then I shared a story of her when I was just new in hospitality. I was working as an account manager and my boss, who was a general manager, brought in somebody to help me get organized and be more efficient. Right. And I know they paid her a lot of money. So she came and she worked with me one-on-one. The first she was with me for three days. Wow. The first day, she just sat there and talked with me and watched me work. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself. She was, working. I'm, she I was, was thinking, working. She was working, but I was like, I was giving her the side. I like, they just wasting their money. I was like, but we can go to lunch together and we can keep on talking and, she you know, and I was working. And she was working. And the second day she rearranged things and she started asking me questions. Mm. Like, are you right-handed? Or are you left-handed? Cause and I was like, well, I'm right-handed. She goes, then why is your phone on the left side of your desk? Mm. And I was like, well, that's where it was when I got here. So I just never moved it. Right. She's like, what are your top accounts? Cause I see, I saw you yesterday, get up and walk across the room to, this is back in the day to right. get files. Right. Mm. And she was like, and and what's here and what's there and what the, she was asking me all these questions. So she started putting a system into place for me. And then the third day she had me function in the system and then she tweaked it. And I have to tell you, she was like Mary Poppins. Like <laughs> she was <laughs> amazing at what she did. And so I was telling Stacy, right. you absolutely, you know, that that's a gift. Right. Everybody can't do that. Right, and if that's something that can can make room for you, if you only invest and focus in that area,
0: I love that your gifts will definitely make room for you. Um, and 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 I only say all of that to say is that it starts with our beliefs. You know, yes. if we begin to think well, and that's where I was going to, and I, I'm glad that you really got in there and said well no you know it's it's how you're believing this this story this narrative to say well you know i do have this brilliance but well no let's stop there because we have Mm -hmm. to really get to the core of that belief what what is driving that belief you know what what are you doing to feed that belief that will take you down that path to think that you're not capable and worthy of leading a life, doing something that you're passionate about and that is aligned with your purpose. And, Mm -hmm. you know, oftentimes I don't think it's that people don't want to, you know, jump the broom and marry the idea of, Hey, I think I can operate a cleaning business or, Hey, I think I can, you know, write a book or, Hey, um, I, I think that I can, you know, have that decorating and decorative design, you know, business, but oftentimes it's what that woman did for you that changed your life. Someone was just watching you work and they saw your limitations. They started to ask questions and to get into the heart of why you're doing what you're doing. And how can we speak to the people who have not been exposed to someone, maybe watching them and being able to mentor them or guide them? Like, how would we speak to someone like that?
1: Yeah, what I what I find is it's about really seeing what's possible for your for yourself. Mm-hmm. Let me just share with you when okay. I, I, I transitioned into full time entrepreneurship in 2019. Mm-hmm. I, sh- I should have done it back in 2015. Oof. Right. But I didn't. And I kept going and I was I was suffering, right? I really was suffering and trying to figure out a way. And so I decided like, but this pull didn't go away. Like this knowing that there was something else out there did not go away. And so I, was, I would talk to my cousin, we would ride in, um, She'd ride, she's in North Carolina, and I'm in um, Pennsylvania, we're riding in the work, and we're talking on the phone, and I say, today's the day, like, I need to leave this job, I need to, and she's like, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 don't do it yet, don't do it yet, she, she would talk me down off the ledge, and we would do this, like, day after day after day. And one day she's like, well, you, you know, you run, you have a home, you have a kid in private school, you've got all these things. It takes two incomes to run your household, not just one, you know, that's all she gave me, all the realistic things. Right. And she, and so I would say, okay, okay. She's like, save more money, do this, do this. So then one day I just said to her, I said, I hear everything that you're saying, but what if, what if. I, you know, I, I said, cause we could lose the house. We could lose the cars. We could, you know, the, the, the opportunity to, lo- to lose things is real. That mm-hmm. could happen. But I said, but what if what God has for me is way better than what I have right now? What if what's waiting for me is, is, is makes this crumbs? Like mm-hmm. what is what's waiting for me? And what if every month I stay here, I'm actually losing money. Mm. What if that's a reality too? And she was like, I never thought of that. I said, Yeah, we never think of that because we focus on what we have to lose versus the promise of what we have to gain. I love it. And with that, I was out. Mm. I was out. Now was I scared? Yeah, because I didn't have six, nine months saved. <laughs> I didn't have that, right? And so I'm not recommending anybody do that. They they oh. have to make that decision for themselves.
0: Right. But what it
1: made me do is get really committed and resourceful around okay. what it is I need to build. Because you
0: have to pay the bills the next month. And it's yeah. like, you sit back and be like, ooh, twiddle your thumbs. Like, but okay, Let me so tell what you what?
1: about paying the bills. The, the truth is, you, you've already, almost everybody who's listening to you has generated re- revenue for a business. Mm. That's the truth. Because they wouldn't be hired right. if they weren't part of a business that's making money, Right. 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 So I know that I've brought in like $6 million for companies, mm. right? But I never did it for myself, but oh. I've done it for other companies. So right. that's the truth, right? Okay. And it took me, after I got everything up and running, it took me 32 days and I generated $46,000 in my own business. Wow! Now, $46,000 may not seem like a lot to your listeners, but it, and it I've never done it on a job in one month. I've right. never done that on a job and it gave me the confidence I needed to say, okay, mm. I can, I can live on this and never go back again. Right. Like I, if I did it once I can do it again and maybe I can do it even bigger. Right. right? right. So I, I would say to, yes, I wouldn't say, say it's, you know, you're definitely not going to there. what you can lose. is not true. That's true. That could happen. But I also would ask your listeners to consider what they have to gain, if they really operate in their zone of genius, right, you know, if they're really working where they're gifted at, you know, and they really start thinking about, well, what else could I do with these skills, you know, maybe their skills are speakers, right. there are a lot of people that are afraid to speak, right, you know, that they can get hired and be paid for maybe their, their experience is, I mean, nowadays, people are doing all kinds of work, there are people that just make spoons, there are right. people who just knit, right. I mean, and they're making a whole lot of money doing that. Right. Right? So I would say not to downplay the gifts that they have and to embrace them and to understand that not even though it comes easily to you and it's like breathing to you, to other people, that's a challenge area. And they may be able to fill that gap in someone else's lives with the service that they do. And they should be doing something they really love. Like it wouldn't be on your heart if it was something that, you know, wasn't an area that you
0: could really thrive in. I love it. Like you touched on so many areas. One, um, we all have generated income for, you know, an organization, an institution. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we don't take a step back to say, hmm, how can I do that for myself, for my own household? Um, Mm -hmm. Because we probably were not given that perspective to say, if you can do it for Millie and Paul, I just said that, Why not do it for yourself? Mm -hmm. We have the resources at our fingertips. We have the internet. We have Mm -hmm. social media. Um, We have so many resources more now than ever before. And the resources continue um, to
1: stack. I love love that you said that about resources, because some of the services that I offer on my campus, I don't do. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to do it. Right. right if someone right. came to me for branding and they wanted me to design a logo i'm not a designer i'm a designer but not a graphic designer, a
0: graphic
1: designer. so right. i have so you can hire those people right you can hire people to do all the things so if you have an idea for a business and there's a gap in the business like you're like, oh but i don't know how to teach this you can always partner with someone you can right. bring someone in if you do it so being resourceful like you were saying is, is really some things you may already have, right. but the things that you don't have, you can get them. Right. You, you can get them. And I, I'm a firm believer that if you're, if you're in alignment with what God has called you to do, he'll
0: provide what you need. Absolutely. Successful in it. Absolutely. And I, and I wholeheartedly agree with you when you say that. Because um, oftentimes, you know, like, you know, I can read the scriptures and I look at how they built, you know, up Egypt back in the day. A lot of these people, they didn't even have, like, I go back to what I said earlier, they were making bricks with no straw. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the straw was one of those elements that strengthened the material of and the quality of the brick. But then when you go and visit today as a tourist, go visit those pyramids out in Egypt, we're amazed to see how are these structures still existing today with that kind of limited technology and resources. And it's the same sand. It's the same mud they mixed. It's the same. It's not like, you know, there were thousands of years that passed over and God just dumped a new layer of sand and a new layer of this. No, it's the same resources. Mm-hmm. But, you know, our minds, it just it's so advanced today than it was back then. But it's the same concept. So, you know, like you said, like lean on people, like move out of a space and saying, I think we want to I think sometimes we don't have the wherewithal and we don't know how to delegate. Sometimes it's hard for us to release that and to give it to someone else because one, the reality is some of us have been burned. You know, I'm not going to give this idea to someone because maybe they may run off with it. So to free our minds up, you know, give them what you feel comfortable giving them and let them help you in their skill set. Because like you said, you know, I do graphics, but there's some people that blow me out of the water and I will gladly go to Fiverr.com and say, hey, can you do this for me? Because I just don't have the time. Like My time is already at capacity right now as we speak. So I have to free it up. Um, and I also like what you said, because um, I think I alluded to this earlier, is that sometimes we need people to see from a different lens to give us inspiration. But I like what you did. There are times when people are not They're not speaking in faith. They're not speaking forward with us. They're speaking in the present and backwards. And what you did was like saying, you said, I have this dream that has been birthed. I just can't shake it. And, and, And what do I have not to lose? But you said, what do I have to gain? And that was the most powerful decision that you made in saying, what do I have to gain? Because sometimes we're holding on to the crumbs, and we think mm-hmm. it's the full loaf of bread, and you're like, no, eyes haven't seen nor ears have heard, um, mm-hmm. eyes haven't seen nor ears have heard what God, you know, can do for us, you know, beyond what we can imagine or think. So I'm glad you brought that insight. Um, it's powerful stuff, very powerful yeah. stuff, Angela. <laughs> I'm so it's
1: so amazing. It's so amazing because. You know, I just want people to look at both perspectives, right? What if, ask themselves what if, because we're always so focused on what we could lose, not the promise of what's ahead of us, this bright future that's ahead of us, right? Right. You know, so um, I I love that too. I love, and I love sharing the stories because this is real, like this is real life, you know, ups and downs, you know, tears, being afraid, being afraid, knees knocking, teeth chattering. It's real, um, but I don't think anyone, I think everybody was given something. Everybody was out we, on our campus. We say that you're born brilliant.
0: Right. That
1: everybody has something. And I believe that seed is full of potential,
0: right. but if
1: it sits on a shelf, it, it, it can sit dormant for many, many years right. and produce nothing, mm. produce nothing. You uh-huh. know, you can waste away behind a desk where somebody else is waiting for you. And I think about like getting the pleasure of working with amazing clients. Like, what if I never took a chance? Right. Like, what if I never stepped up? I would never have met, even met them, you know? And then I have clients who say say to me, they're scared, they're nervous. They're just stepped out there as entrepreneurs. And they say, where am I going to find clients? I don't even know anybody who would pay me. And I would say to them a year ago, I didn't know you. Mm.
0: <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> Absolutely. That, and that's a powerful, that's a powerful testament of what it means to step out on faith. Um, it's a powerful testament to say, um, if I'm not going to trust anyone else, I'm going to trust myself. I'm going to bet on myself, um, to do what I believe that God has called me to do. Um, and then number three, it's just staying the course. Um, I'm pretty sure that there are days when, you know, things aren't, looking up, you know, things may be falling through the floor, but, you know, that's a part of the assignment, you know, bad days or days. I don't say bad days, but I say days that appear to be bad because from my human lens, um, you know, I always lean into my faith that say all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord, who've been called according to his purpose. And I love the story of Joseph, you know, mm-hmm. and and he prayed this prayer, you know, because he was done in, you know. And I want to go in on that story, but for the sake of time, <laughs> that's I'm my favorite story. That's my I mom's love, favorite. <laughs> I love it because imagine this: a man who was chosen to do amazing things, and I'll give the abbreviated version. He went from the pit, you know to the palace, to the prison. And he was like just under Pharaoh, but look what he had to go through just to get to where he was. And at the end of it all, he could have used some vengeance against his family. He could have turned his back on God, but he says, no, what they meant for evil, God, he will turn it for good. So yeah, those days may you know feel horrible to walk through, But, you know, I always feel like there's some good that can come out of it. Um, And I don't want to cheapen anyone's experience or make their feelings invalid. No, your feelings are valid. Your experiences are valid. But I feel like there's a bigger story that's being written um, as we go on this journey Um, I wanna I wanna start like landing this plane with the Angela. I mean, we haven't even begun to scratch the surface. I feel like I'm so enjoying this this conversation. I know. (laughs) It's been amazing. It's been amazing, but I know you offer so much support through your your business. Be brilliant, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and you probably extend yourself often, um, maybe outside of business hours, maybe on your days off. Um, But, you know, I'm on this campaign in life just to explore wellness and to see how people are just embracing it in every facet of their life. Um, How do you, outside of what you do, embrace wellness? And what does it look
1: like for you? Yeah, thank you for that question. Um, I've become more and more aware of um, wellness and the importance of it over the last couple of years. And one of the things that I do, I like to start my day really early. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to start it with meditation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I used to, when some people just tell me, oh, you should meditate, you should meditate. I was like, mm, okay, I'll just have my prayer in the morning. But I, I do meditation and prayer in the morning and it really helps set the tone um, for me. And I like to do it early when I, when I say, when the world sleeps, mm-hmm. when it's because I feel like that time is so sacred. Um, and it just helps me like fortify myself and get myself ready to give and pour into others. It's a time to, for me to pour into myself. So that's that's the a key to my wellness.
0: When the dew is on the roses, Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <it. laughs> and and that's so important because you are pouring into so many other people. You know, you're you know wishing them the best in their own respective lives of what their brands can look like. And that takes a lot, you know, you have to come from a place where there's a lot of things that are happening in your own personal life and you have to put the guardrails up to make sure that it doesn't flow into your brand. Um, You know, you have a son, you have a husband. So I'm sure that that keeps you busy on top of your responsibility as a business owner. So to sit in that moment of stillness and, you know, just to meditate and, you know, to pray, I'm sure you're praying over everyone, um, but then you're also being filled, like, you know, and I I, I appreciate that because, um, you know, that's where we get our next next turn, like, you know, or that innovation or that thought or what Mm -hmm. to do next in our business. What has that experience been like for you?
1: Yeah, I sometimes when I'm struggling for ideas or I'm working with a client you know, in collaboration, I'll say to them, we're trying to figure something out. I'll say to them, take a breather. The solution is in the room. Mm. It just hasn't revealed itself to us yet. Mm. So let's not force it. Let's give it time to come, right? And so it allows me to do that. It allows me to take a break, to just take a walk. Right. Sometimes I'll walk and I'll say, all right, God, you put me in this position. Like, you know, I'm not sure. Like, I'm, I'm not sure what the solution is, but I'm going to wait for it to come
0: because right. I know
1: that. And, and he'll inspire me. There'll be something that you're like, boom, you get this idea. And you're like, Oh, that's so good. That's so juicy. I'm glad we waited and we didn't force it. Right. Oh, wow. Um, so, so that's kind of what it looks like for me. Um, just giving, allowing the space and not trying to be in control of everything.
0: Oh. Uh, that's beautiful, just relinquishing that control and I mean, when you give yourself that space, um, it allows our minds to be open for what's next. And mm-hmm.
1: it sounds I'm lively. always a student. I'm always a student. I can teach what I know and I you know, of course come alongside and support, but I'm always open because I don't know everything.
0: right right. And
1: And's I, no- I hope I always continue to learn, would you say?
0: No, I said, there's nothing wrong with always being the student, um, nothing mm-hmm. wrong. So I love that. I admire that i um, about you, that you take on that role and that you're always willing to learn because when we learn, we grow, you know, mm-hmm. we grow and we have that openness to want to learn something. Um, you know, they, they say you can't teach a old dog new tricks and i hate to use that they need to get another phrase right they need to get another one cuz i said that to someone in their 80s and i was cringing as i was saying it i had to abbreviate and say well you know i'm not trying to say you but um but i need to find a better one but the point that i'm trying to make is that you know the the, the dog that is open to wanting to learn you can never be too old to learn something, Um, you know, because I think, you know, there are people in the Bible that were older than me and their hearts were open and they were learning. Um, And that's how we move to the next level, the next phase in our life. So thank you for, thank you for sharing that. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, Angela, it's been a pleasure. Like I said, this time together has not been, um, you know, It hasn't done us any justice because I feel like we can talk on and on and on, but I am really grateful that you stepped in and started to tell us more about the work that you're doing, how you're embracing wellness, and how you've just moved from an employee to an entrepreneur and how you're helping others to reach that feat so that they won't just survive, but they can be thriving in 2022. So thank you.
1: Oh, thank you so much! Thank you for having me. I could talk to you for hours. You're such a great interviewer, and it's (laughs) such a wonderful conversation to have with you. I think my cheeks are hurting from smiling so
0: much. (laughs) Thank you. Love the work that you're doing here. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can talk for not even hours. I can talk for weeks on end. Um, (laughs) If there wasn't bedtime, I feel like I still would be talking because I'm always interested and wanting to know and. And I love people and I love to connect. So I I really appreciate your sentiments. Um, As you know, we're going to jump right into our give and go with Lindsay. And I love this round because outside of our Instagram posts, outside of the work that we do, sometimes our clients don't know who we are. So this gives us an opportunity for people to get to know us and rather get to know you a little bit better. Um, And I'm going to ask you three to five questions for how people can get yeah. to know you better um so you ready to go yes yeah, so i'm ready, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> all right so i'm talking to a philly girl y'all so i'm gonna ask you the most controversial question on- <laughs> and i told you i was gonna give you no gotcha questions um but this isn't a gotcha question i promise you um okay. so tell us tell us who has the best cheesesteaks? Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know if the place still
1: exists, right? Pat's and Gino's are pretty much on par with each other, but there's a place called Chitano's called gitanos that has the best cheesesteak. They, they chop it up real fine. Right. They fry their onions. They do it. They they got a the whole system down. Right. And it's delicious. So Pat and Gino's it's okay. That's for the tourists <laughs> or for the locals. Right. <laughs> they need to see if they can find gitanos and I think that was on um, Ogan's Avenue in Philly. <laughs> right. All
0: right. All right. Thank you for hooking us up because next time I'm in Philly, I have to go there. I love cheesesteaks. Here's here's another one. Do you, like, what goes on a cheesesteak? Is it cheese Whiz? Help us to settle this. Or is it American cheese? Help us out. Please help all us right. out. All right. Okay. Okay. So if you go to Patch, you go to Ch- Ch-
1: Chitana, um, um Gino's, they're going to say, do you want it with or without Whiz? Right? I I think American cheese or provolone. That's that's the kind of girl I am. I would I would go with the, with the, uh, not the cheese whiz. It's okay every now and then, but I'm going with the real cheese. American,
0: <laughs> American, yes. When I saw that growing up, I was confused. Like, wait, what cheese whiz? But it's a Philly thing. Unless you're from the area, you won't know what it is all about. All right. Another question that I have, give me a book. What book are you presently reading?
1: Oh, I'm reading um, The Art of Life. And I'm trying to think who is by, I can tell you who it's by. Hang on, one second. Oh, it is, um, this is it. And it is um, The Art of Life by Ernest Holmes. Um, And it's a great book, it's a deep book. Um, And what I love about it is it speaks to uh, our ability, our power. So when people feel like they're stuck or they don't feel free, it really speaks to um, the possibility of how we can change our own lives. And there was a comment in there about um, handcuffs made of sand, which I love that. I love that because at any time I could have left my job. No one was keeping me there. I wasn't on a plantation. You know, um, even though my friends say I'm on the plantation, I won't be off until five. Um, (laughs) I could always leave, but it's really, it's really in the mind. It's really in the mind of what's possible.
0: I love that. I love it. It looks like a good read and it sounds like a good read and a short read, but a deep one. Um, So I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Let me know what's what's on your playlist. Give me two songs that you circle back <laughs> to keep you. Okay, so
1: motivated. okay, so there's a few songs that are on my playlist. But what I like to tell my my listeners, my audience, is that they all, all everybody needs to have a theme song. So when you get ready to give a keynote speech or you get ready to walk into a party with people you don't know or you, you're and you're walking into something that's maybe a little nerve-wracking for the first time you need to have your theme song playing in your head, right? And so for me, I have two theme songs. One is She's a Bad Mamma Jamma. Oh. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> and the other one is Brick House. <laughs> So those are the songs that always make me smile and put an extra bounce in my step. And so they're definitely on the rotation.
0: I love that. I love the energy of music and how it can keep us, like, you know, in every season, um, there's a song for everything. And I always tell people like, anytime you say something, there's a song for that. So my Mm -hmm. friends know that I'll break out in song if they say a word or phrase and it's it's funny. (laughs) Like right now I just thought of Eye of the Tiger. I don't know how I thought of Eye of the Tiger. But Rocky. You think that that was I... of from the rock. Rocky Eye of the Tiger, right? Um will yes. we'll end on this one. We'll end on this one. My intention for the season is finish that statement. My atten- intention for the season is to free
1: as many entrepreneurial people as I possibly can. The people who are brave enough to step out there to raise their hand and say they're ready to step into their purpose, I'm there to support them all the way. So I want to help as many people as I can because I was that girl. Um, So that's for this season in my life. This year I want to see them not just step out and say they have a business, but I want their businesses to be profitable.
0: Yes, I love that. I love every word that you just said. I want people to connect with you, Angela. Let us know how we can connect with you outside of this podcast.
1: Yes, the best place, the absolute best place to find me. I'm a little old school, so I have a presence on on IG for those young people out there, but where I do a lot of my work and teaching is within my Facebook group. So I have a Facebook group called Embrace Your Brilliance, Discover Your Freedom. embrace your brilliance, discover your freedom. Um, so they can meet me. I'll be teaching tonight. So I'm teaching in the, in the group. And so there's a lot of engagement in the rooms there. And then, um, Next week, starting Monday, if it's okay to share, um, I'm doing a free workshop all about branding for five days. So it starts on Monday, January the 24th. It's at 8 p.m. And if they come over to the group and to let us know that they came from Lindsay's tribe, um, <laughs> we will make sure that they get the registration link and um, get them all signed up and um, they can attend the, the, the training. So if they're looking to build their brand, whether they're in corporate America or they're looking to start a business or they're in, looking to attract more clients we'd love to have them in the room with us
0: wow well I love to have you here and I can't wait for our next episode where we catch up check in and we talk about more things of how to be more gold oriented as brand owners um, how to just embrace our brilliance and everything that you've shared and more so again from the bottom of my heart Angela thank you thank you thank you
1: Thank you, Lindsay. And thank you for the work that you're doing. You're putting great content out there. And I just love what you're doing and how you're showing up. And thank you for making this interview so
0: much fun, so enjoyable for me. For sure, for sure. Well, we got to go, but everyone, ciao. guys thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the a dosage of Lindsay podcast home to conversations of the soul i hope you enjoyed our time together drop your comments and feedback in the comment box below or send me an email to share your thoughts and your honest reactions remember rate subscribe and share this podcast and make sure you follow me on social media twitter and Instagram at a If you want to email me, it's a at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Ciao.